And I'm Heidi. And welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Today we are looking at chapter 97, Ghost Stories. My first note, I'm just going to jump straight into it. Yay, more Jughead narration. Yes, it does seem to be, it looks like it's going to be a theme for the five episodes, which I'm super into. Yeah, I really like it. I mean, also I am a fan of The Twilight Zone, and this is very much the Ron Sterling Twilight yeah. Zone introduction. Uh, so yeah, I'm here for it. And with this Twilight Zone kind of theme comes yet another weird supernatural entity this episode. Yeah, yeah, there I I guess we did have like talk of the Maple Maiden, but we didn't see the Maple Maiden last time. Uh I wonder if we will. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, this time we had like a full like actual like mythological being spirit come about. Yeah. Now, I want to make sure I get the pronunciation of this entity correct. Is it La Ilrona or La Larona? Uh, it's, oh gosh, it's, because it's Spanish, so the double L's turn into, like, a Y sound, so it's not yeah. the first one, but I know I'm not going to be saying it super right. Uh, I'm also Australian, and it's very hard for me to roll my R's, because we have very <laughs> lazy R's, so <laughs> let's just call her... She's also the weeping woman, so we can call her that. Great. I was going to say, let's call yeah. her the woman in black. That's perfect. Well, uh, this leads me to a question I have for you, which is, have you... Because there's that movie that was a part of the Conjuring universe that was done yes. recently in the last few years. But it's also been like a... it's This is not a new myth. Like, this has been around for a long time, especially yes. for folks uh, in South America and Mexico and even like Southern North America, like California and stuff like that. Yes. So, yeah, I had heard of her with before. Her be- yeah. 100%. I-, I knew exactly who she was the second there was the water, the babies, the drownings. I was like, I know who this is. Yeah. The only thing that threw me off was the black. I was like, she doesn't wear black because she's, she normally she's wears not a woman. white, doesn't she? Yeah, she normally wears white um, in most iterations of her and most stories of her. Uh, usually wears white. So that was an interesting choice. It's, I think it's fine. It's not a big difference. The biggest difference when I like looked it up to make sure, because I saw the movie and, you know, I've heard of it like vaguely before, but the thing that threw me off the most when they got into the lore in the episode was that, was her name Martha? Marta or Martha? Martha something. It was, it was alliteration. It was an MM, which Riverdale does a lot of. Very Riverdale. Um, so when they said Martha, I was like, well, that doesn't, she, I mean, I'm not sure if she was uh, Mexican, but um, right. maybe. But then the other thing was that she and her kids were drowned by other people. And she Which was is not the, true to the that's actual not folklore. accurate. Yeah, I pulled up um, the Wikipedia page. Um, oh, wonderful. I just did the same, but I would love for <laughs> you to do it because I can't pronounce half this stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to pronounce her name because I have no idea how to pronounce it. It's X-O-C-H-I-T-L is the name oh. of La Llorona in the Wikipedia page. I have no idea how to okay. pronounce that name. Um, but in it says... 
In a typical version of the le- of the legend, a beautiful woman marries a rich ranchero conquistador with whom she bears two children. One day, she sees her husband with another woman, and in a fit of blind rage, she drowns her children in a river, and then she immediately regrets it. Unable to save them and consumed by guilt, she drowns herself as well, but is unable to enter the afterlife, forced to be in purgatory and roam this earth until she finds her children again. In another version of her story, her children are illegitimate, and she drowns them so their father cannot take them away to be raised by his new wife. Recurring themes and variations of La Llorona myth include a white, wet dress, nocturnal wailing, and an association with water. The mother archetype of La Llorona has been tied to patriarchal uh, expectations of women in Mexican and Mexican-American culture by several authors, historians, and social critics. Social critics often consider Mexican and Mexican-American culture to enforce patriarchal standards onto women, such as being defined by their roles as mothers. Ya, ya, la Llorona, we're getting there, falling into the trope of an evil or failed mother have either committed infanticide or having failed to save them from drowning can be considered a reflection of this. Um, it does predate, there's like evidence that the lore predates uh it's Mexican Mexican roots, so that is a factor, but it's been kept more strongly in Spanish and uh, Mexican roots, and especially with Spanish and uh, indigenous women. So that's where that tie comes strongly. There is some evidence of it being pre that, but it's uh, been kept along from those folks. Um, and yeah, it's usually about her murdering her own blood and then feeling the guilt of that and then searching for uh, her kids in this like afterlife purgatory. Um, right. so not quite what they did in Riverdale. I can, I can understand why they wouldn't want to do the story of a mom killing your kids. Um, cause it's sad, <laughs> obviously. It's awful. But, yeah. It's horrendous. And it's a bit more, um, not that I felt like a ton of empathy for her in the episode, but like if they were trying to like, have us feel some sort of empathy towards her that is a way to do it be like she's a victim of the circumstance and not the perpetrator of them right yeah uh also i feel like if if it was more uh the true crime element where it was this woman killing her kids it takes away that mystical quality of like she has become this entity because of this wrongdoing and she's you know, and I know the original legend is that, you know, she's doomed to walk the earth, like, in purgatory. But I think yeah. in this day and age and in this iteration, it would make it more true crime versus more supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that for sure. Like, if they, like, pulled up the newspaper clippings of, like, this woman killing her kids. And, right. You know, yeah. Right. Totally. I can yeah, see how it, it could have gone that way for sure. It would have taken a different route. Well, I will yeah. say I was totally here for this episode. Uh, as crazy as it was, because you know me, I love the supernatural kind of vibes that Riverdale yeah. has always te- teetered on, but never actually committed to. And this was like full on supernatural and I was living for it, especially because they went with such an iconic urban legend, folklore-ish type of entity. Um, yeah. I will say I have an update to my theory from last episode as a result of this episode. Okay, so last time we met, I discussed that I was like, Archie's in this dream. This is the nightmares that he's having. 
Um, and that's why, you know, everything's a little bit odd. I take it back. Yeah. Oh. I believe, well, I still believe the dream thing. I still believe like the coma, the whatever. This is yeah. not Archie's dream. This is Betty's. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I think it's yeah. more Betty's because she's been a key player in both episodes. Um, right. And now she's taken on this. It seems she's taken on a new role. I guess we'll see next episode, but uh, we'll talk about it later on. But yeah. I was going to say, well, just to quickly touch on Betty for a second and then we can leave her to last like normal. Um, at the end, when Tony takes La Rirona's place, Betty says nothing. Betty doesn't try and stop her. Betty doesn't say goodbye. She doesn't say anything. Now, she has just lost Archie. No reaction also, but anyway. Again, we'll talk about that later. Really, really calmly. No reaction to Archie. Yeah. Right. No reaction to losing him. No reaction to losing Tony. So I think this River Vale, I'm wondering if Betty is the only one that got hurt in this explosion. And this Mm. is her while she's being treated or while she's in this coma to heal. Um, I did also watch this episode live. I just happened to have the next day off. So I was like, well, I'm going to watch this episode live or I started work late. um, So I stayed up, which is unusual for me. And um, the reason I'm mentioning that is (laughs) because I was like, oh God, why did I say I was going to bring this up? Is because I saw the trailer for next week. Which, you know mm. me, I hate watching the trailer, I hate finding spoilers, etc., etc. But the episode was over and I was like, whoa! And then the trailer started and I, I'd already seen too much. And yeah. it looks like the trash bag killer is going to be making an appearance soon, which again confirm. Oh, spoiler, if you also don't watch trailers, sorry. But spoiler after the fact. <laughs> um... <laughs> That also plays into my theory that I think this is Betty's comatose state and her imagination yeah. getting the better of her because she's not reacting and TBK is is about to pop up. So, yeah. 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 I, I've watched that trailer too, so no spoilers for me. And I also don't consider trailers to be spoilers because they're just trailers. Uh, I've never considered a trailer a spoiler, but it's fine if you do, and I don't bring them up with you unless we kind of agree on it. So I, I respect your think, your thing with it. I think that stems from my childhood, and I'm sure you and our listeners can attest to this too, that you know when you see a trailer for a movie and you're like, whoa! And then you go mm-hmm. watch the movie and you're like, the best part of that movie with the bits that I saw well, in the trailer... Yeah, I mean, that's gotten way worse, like, nowadays. Like, you can't watch any trailers for anything now. But, um, I don't know. I never, like, I I never really, I've also, I also don't personally care about spoilers. So, uh, trailers to me have never been an issue. Um, I love a good spoiler, because I have anxiety. Um. (laughs) Well, that's why I, that's why I don't watch trailers for Riverdale, because I feel like it's the highlights reel, and then I know what's coming. Yeah. Sure. No, I totally see that. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean, I think I said last time, I think it is Betty's. If, if it's a coma and we're in someone's head and we're in their dreams or whatever, I think it's Betty. Uh, so I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, especially with how the stories have been playing out so far. 
Um, but yeah, weird reactions from everyone regarding Archie's death. There was a cheers to him by the Blossoms, because uh, their trees are growing again or something. Um, and then, yeah, Betty mentions him with Kevin at one point, and that was kind of it. Not too many other mentions of Archie. You want to know something really crazy? And I can't believe it took my second watch to realize this. What? This is the first episode ever of Riverdale that does not contain Archie Andrews or KJ Appa. He, like, got the week off. I know. Good for him. I hope he relaxed and had a good time. But... This is the first time ever we have not seen Archie in an episode of Riverdale, which is essentially about his experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking great. No wonder I liked it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Super valid. Super valid. In fact, that's actually even my note. This is the Mm -hmm. first episode ever that Archie isn't in. Dot, dot, dot. No wonder it's so good. (laughs) well where do you want to start with we've kind of already started but like where do you want to go through our notes do we want to go person by person because we do yeah let's let's do person by person and the great news is we've already covered archie yeah archie's done (laughs) literally (laughs) uh now obviously tony was a huge part of this episode so why don't we we start with her because I have a lot of notes on her and then now uh, we can sort of go to our other heroes and uh, talk about them afterwards. Yeah, that sounds good. My first note is about that whole situation in the beginning with the whole like brawl um, that was happening. And I was like, there's a princess and prince of Thank each you. of the gangs. When it, I don't know if you what? can see my note, but my first note says serpent princess question mark. So weird. So weird. Okay. Fangs and Tony are the king and queen, right? They're the, the lead serpents. Would it yeah. not make sense that if their children yeah. are? Okay. Also, what was it? Like um, serpent queen, a serpent princess at Samantha? Uh, I literally have no idea what her I name is. I can't was. remember. They said her name and I was like, huh? Yeah. That? Yeah, it literally didn't matter. But I was like, it's Romeo and Juliet, but... I also wrote down, this is like the uh, West Side Story love story, which is, again, the star-crossed lovers. I mean, that's the the Romeo and Juliet. That's a tale as old as time, as as Disney liked to say. Yeah, and I wrote... Sorry, go ahead. No, one thing I was going to say that I thought was very unusual, and I'm sure you'll agree with me with this... Tony threw the knife at Darla. Yeah. Her intention was to... To wound. Maybe not to kill, but to wound. Yes. And then her son, Dan, jumped in the way. Yes. What did Tony, or Darla for that fact, think was going to happen when you have a gang war? Yeah, and then literally so like, stupid. Somebody was always going to die, 
So why are we making such a big deal about it? And why is Tony beating herself up so badly when she knew when she threw that knife, there was always a risk that she would kill somebody rather than just injure. Yeah, because you're throwing, like, you're throwing it, not only the fact that, like, you are in a gang, one, you're in a gang. You're you're in a gang, a violent gang. Like, you are right. violent. Like, that's how it is. It's always End been of. that way. Yeah. End of. And you're in a brawl, a full-out brawl, where people are throwing punches everywhere, and, like, it's chaos. It's not an organized fight or something like that. And then you're also throwing a knife. You're not just stabbing. Like, you could control... For the most part, where you're stabbing someone, if she was up close with Darla, she could she could have the control to wound her versus killing her. You're throwing a fucking knife, dude. Like, that was so stupid. I was like, what I also, I didn't understand. Like, what did they think was going to happen? What, they just get together, the point? they beat the crap out of each other, and then And then that's it? Good? What's the, the kids point are of no the brawl? longer in love? Yeah, yeah. What is the point of the brawl? What is the I, point if it was not I to not seriously hurt someone, if not kill them? What is, what is the point of that fight? Physical violence has never made sense to me. I am a pacifist through and through. So in general, it's fucking stupid. But yeah, supremely it, dumb. Supremely dumb of Tony. Completely. Like, it just made no You're a no social sense. worker and you're in a gang brawl on the streets that has children I- included in it. I'm sorry it's your own damn fault if someone got hurt now so dumb. i i don't know what the legal system if any there is in riverdale but like <laughs> let's break this down if she had thrown the knife and it had hit darla and darla had died that would be murder in the first degree life imprisonment um, because she literally threw it probably not her. first degree um Second. probably not i mean it could be manslaughter like, no, so I think it it would be manslaughter. What happened? I think manslaughter is what happened because she threw mm-hmm. it and it accidentally hit somebody else. So that is manslaughter. Well, but the thing is, though, is that they are both in gangs. So Darla obviously didn't press any charges against her because then Darla has to admit, I'm in a gang and I was in this fight. So in general, that's why Tony wasn't going to face any charges anyway, because gangs aren't going to go to trial against one another. She's because then you mom. have to admit that you're in a gang. She's a mom, she's a social worker, and she just yeah. killed somebody. Like, yeah. she's, a, she's so self-righteous about wanting to help people and build a good life for her baby. But then she's doing, it, it's pretty hypocritical, it's pretty hypocritical. It was so hypocritical. I, like, yeah. it made no sense. And then... The way Darla gets back at her is by conjuring this entity from Latin America to come and steal babies. Yeah. I really hope we kind of, we talked about it last time where we thought like there's like some of the things that people are saying are bleeding into this dream coma, if that's what's going on. So some of it's real, but some of it's not. I'm really hoping after the end of last episode that that is no longer true because I really don't want this storyline of tony having murdered a child to be real because it just feels so hypocritical for her character and that that is what i'm hoping too because yeah well first of all if this turns out to be real archie's dead and tony is (laughs) off in the ether you know what i mean so they've just killed two of their main cast 
I mean, that's definitely not real. But, like, I just hope that the bleed in of, like, some of the things are happening isn't true anymore. But yeah, I agree, too. It just didn't seem fitting for Tony at all. And it was... No. It was really uncomfortable to watch, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you like your baby Anthony counter now or later? <laughs> Let's do it now. Let's do it now. It was said a total of six times this episode, okay. taking us up by one from last episode. So let's see if episode number three of this five-parter will surpass it keeps going. the baby Anthony quarter. <laughs> yeah. We should take bets on it. Uh, No. <laughs> Oh, okay. We should try to no. We should take a bet as we to like guess. how many times. Well, yeah, when I say bet, I say guess because <laughs> your girl's got no money to share. Um, <laughs> we should guess how many times it will be said in these five episodes. So we've already Altogether? had eleven. Yeah, we've already had eleven in two episodes. What do you want to put for your your episode? I mean, your season tally, and I'll keep Is it a prices- record of it. Is it prices right rules? What under what not over? We you don't want to go over? No, I think closest to. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say thirty-two. Gonna say, oh, I was gonna say twenty-two. Okay, there you go. Okay, Anthony Counter. Ba- oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Baby Anthony. Baby counter. Anthony Counter. Yeah, if they just and say Anthony, that doesn't me. count. Correct. And you say 22 for baby Anthony counter. Okay. I will keep a tally and we will see who is the closest. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to look through my notes. One of my notes is creepy lacy lady. (laughs) Creepy lacy lady? Yeah, because she had the lace veil. I'm thinking of laces in New York. Where they no, worked. no, I meant literal lace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that Tony at one point did call Anthony Anthony and not oh. baby Anthony. And it was when the social worker came to pay a visit to be like, hey, we've got a report that you're not looking after your child. And then La Llorona is like yeah. touching Anthony in his crib and he screams I fully yeah. expected her to be like, baby Anthony, but she didn't. She just goes, yeah. Anthony, and goes running. And I I wrote in my notes, it kind of was weird to hear her not call him baby Anthony. But also, now we're like the, social, the social worker called him baby Anthony. Oh, God. Uh, I hate it. I hate, I hate it. it. I, I hate it. I hate it, too. Oh, my goodness. Um, um, that is kind of all I have apart from just the acting at the end for Tony, mm. Tony becoming this entity, Tony pleading with this entity as a, as a, a mother herself, like outside of the show, I needed more from her in this scene. I did yeah. not believe that she was making the ultimate sacrifice to save her baby. 
I, no. it, it just, there was something that just, it wasn't believable. And whether that was a direction that Vanessa was given, whether it was just bad acting, there was no emotion, a real believable nature to anything that she was saying. It was all very surface level. Yeah, it does. And, and that's kind of how I feel about everybody, to be honest, because, and I mean, I guess there is some weird, crazy world where maybe this is real, but I just, there's absolutely no way to me in my mind. And so everything that's happening right now, I'm like, oh, Tony died? Okay. It's like, I'm, oh, Betty lost the baby? Okay. There was no way she was pregnant, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. Well, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, but all of it has such low stakes because it's just nothing. It, like, doesn't matter. Because I know it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fun, like, five-episode event, I guess, and it's cool to see Riverdale actually go into, like, the supernatural stuff. But I'm like, okay. I guess. But, yeah. The t- Tony uh, giving up, you know, her herself, while not, like, necessarily acted super well, was major Bly Manor vibes. Um, I love Bly Manor, so I'm down for that. And I I do think, like, regardless of, like, how the scene went, when she had the La Llorona get up on, she looked sick as fuck. She looked really cool. So. Yeah, she looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny, though. There's, like, a moment where, like, when she's walking into the, which I can imagine that she almost difficult. stumbles. She, like, tripped. Yes. She, I like, slightly stumbled. Too. I was like, that's, insane that they used that take but okay or th- that it they didn't cut away only a one take thing because otherwise they have to dry I mean, her they have to you know but yeah i thought the same thing i was like oh she almost stacked yeah she totally tripped which uh, from bly manor i watched some of the stuff about the making of that because there is a woman in the water and like she does you know walk into it the same way and, you know, with those dresses and stuff, you have these, like, big billowy dresses that you have to weigh down with magnets and stuff to, like, make sure that they don't float up uh, very right. intensely. That's why only part of it in the back came up when she was walking down into it. So I imagine it's difficult. And she's probably not wearing easy shoes to walk in mushy, gross water with. But I don't know. It was very funny to see her, like, slightly yeah. stumble. I'm glad she picked that because I thought that was just me, but I was like, girl, she nearly ate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oopsies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, anything else on the Tony storyline from you? Well, I mean, Cheryl didn't really have her own storyline. I just have a couple notes on her because she was just really, in, like, from what I remember, just integrated into Tony's with the La Llorona stuff because of her nephew and niece and, and whatnot. So and I just I have love a couple the fact that, like, Cheryl's the one you go to for a seance now, and Cheryl's like, don't break the circle, and she knows all of that shit. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I mean, calm yourself. Cheryl, Cheryl has much wisdom now, I guess. But um, I just thought it was so... One of my notes on her was uh, when her nephew... I don't remember his name. It's Juniper and Dagwood. When Dagwood yeah. runs up to, um, when he runs up to her and he's like, my, like, mommy's taking, you know, yes. my sister. And she says, she's like, boy, she saw, refers to him as boy child. 
I had laughed so hard. It was so funny. And I was like, that's what I'm calling my nephew from now on. Like, that's Boy his child. nickname. Boy child. I just thought that was so funny. I don't know. Um, very, that scene was actually legit, like, a little bit scary, though. Like, with um, what? Juniper in the bathtub. And what creeped me out was the fact that he, uh, that um, Dagwood was like, mommy's trying to hurt Juniper. Yeah, that was yeah. creepy. And kids say creepy ass shit. But the fact that he thought that supernatural entity was his mother. It was his mom. Oof. Oh my God, that kid's going to have issues. I mean, that kid's already going to well, have issues, but still. Yeah, they're already pretty fucked up. I mean, incest babies, so, you know, they're already pretty fucked up um but i just thought that was so funny but that scene was pretty good i i enjoyed that and the creepy handprints on her shoulders like Mm -hmm. and it was sweet that was actually a sweet moment of cheryl like comforting i don't think we see cheryl comfort other people very often but she very much did and i was like okay this is why she this is why the kids are sometimes staying with Cheryl and why they trust Cheryl with them because she does actually care for the those kiddos um yeah well I mean to see that's that's all that she's got left from her brother yeah it's her her only family left yeah other than uh Nana Rose um who was the one who got possessed (laughs) during the seance so that was fun fun for her (laughs) Nana Rose is already creepy as fuck let's just dial that right up (laughs) <laughs> yeah no very true very true and yeah she's she's super creepy i thought it was interesting that when they did the seance they were all like there is very much a like i've watched a couple things with seances lately um which is funny but um there is a thing of like you don't break the circle and usually the circle is your hands you're holding hands it's not a literal yes. circle but they had like a circle of rope that was like in a circle like multiple times and i looked that up and i i couldn't find anything related to seances and rope circles like that so that was interesting i don't know if they just made that it up that doesn't ring a bell for me either i i mean not yeah. that i'm like hey i'm really practiced in seances i'm not gonna mess <laughs> with that um but no, but yeah no that doesn't i think that's just set dressing i don't think yeah. that that is an actual thing but yeah i I actually missed that i I didn't notice that at all yeah because they were all like holding it um instead of like holding each other's hands but yeah i looked it up and i didn't find anything but i'd be curious if anyone listening has ever heard anything about that or knows anything about that let us know because i couldn't find anything about it and i'm curious yeah. But Weird. those are my notes. Oh, other than uh, my last note on Cheryl is that that like pink outfit she had on with the weird skirt with the weird cut at the like the skirt was like cut weirdly at the bottom intentionally, but it like was weird. Um, but it was very cute. She looked cute in that pink outfit. I don't recall her wearing pink at all this episode. So clearly it did not have the <laughs> same impact on me as it did you. That's okay. It was when she was at the school. Um... And it was a pink skirt and then pattern top. I just thought it was She was at the school? What was she doing? Yeah, when she talks to Kevin when she talks to Kevin and Betty. And she's like, Your mom needs to take the twins. That that, that was all that was it. It was super fast. So Right, 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 right. I know the scene you're talking about. Yeah. Well, should we switch gears and talk about Reggie and Veronica? Because I really don't want to and I would like to just get it done with. 
Yeah, let's get it out of the way because I'm just confused. I just don't I, really know what's happening. F- well, I, for the first time, wrote down, I actually think Reggie is too good for Veronica. Yeah. She I was actually, she is behaving so poorly. And, and like erratically. Yeah. Like all over the place. Like smashing the car. I even wrote, After, like, Veronica, use insane. your words. Use that was your literally words. literally insane tell- to me. Yeah. Ridiculous. Because she, it, it would have been one thing if she smashed the car after finding it, like, after thinking that he cheated. Like, if it was directly after that, then that would make sense. That's like, oh, you think he cheated on you, so you're destroying the car. That makes sense. But no, she destroyed the car after she found out that Bella was a teacher who had sexual relations with her students. So she assumes that Reggie had a sexual relationship with her. And so then she smashes the car because, because... Reggie was taken advantage of as a child by an adult woman? I'm sorry, what? Especially because when she talks to him about it, that's what she says. She says, like, I know you were young and, like, that's not okay, but, like, you know, I'm worried that you're, like, that this is you reliving that whole thing, which was toxic or whatever. And it's like, okay, so you're aware that that wasn't his fault. So you destroy his car? I'm What? What do you mean? It literally made no sense. Made no sense whatsoever. And then the fact that she had the audacity to just go and buy him a new car. Oh, like, how about you? How about you fix the car you just broke? After his dad goes, like, maybe you want to drive it around the night where his dad died. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean, dude? Like, Mm. so insane. So frustrating i really didn't like any of that stuff from veronica i didn't either i absolutely hated it there was a line and i don't remember where it i think it was before reggie says like my dad just died um because that's how it is in my notes but she says she says to him it's just a car and i'm like just because it's a material thing and she obviously doesn't care about but it and that's also what's insane. It's like she is a person who cares very much about material things. So how can she look at him in the, in the face and say, like, it's just a car? Like, no, it was a car that he was given by his dad, who was who, even if she didn't know yet that his dad had died, he's in the hospital. And you know that Reggie has a really difficult relationship with his dad. So what do you mean it's just a car? No, it's obviously not just a car. And if it was just a car, she wouldn't have destroyed it. Exactly. And it was also his way of dealing with everything that was going on with his dad. And she just took that away yeah. from him. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I, I was disgusted by her behavior this episode. Um, it was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah. I, I just, everything about it was really uncomfortable. And even like when they were kissing in front of Pops in the car, and then she got really mad at him. I was like, well, hang on a fucking sec. You are a consenting adult. Why is this his fault now? Like, calm yourself. If you didn't want to be, if you didn't want to be caught by your students making out in your car, why don't do it in front of Pops? Also, let's be real. Does Veronica still teach? No. Yeah, that's the funniest thing. I guess. The only people, I actually didn't even know school was like back in person until the scene and i was like 
Well, I was also confused because I was like, wait, Tony is the counselor, but she also teaches history? Yeah. Weird. I noticed that too. And then I was like, I oh, guess. okay, cool. So Tony's the only one teaching because everybody else is doing 20 million things. And then but, what? Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin walks out of a room and it's like, what the heck? And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. So Kevin's there, but like. Kevin's still meh. here, I guess. So, so confused. Yeah. So, so, so confused. What do you think, so Veronica aside, what do you think is going on with Reggie? Because at first I thought, oh, his car is haunted. And then we found out that it's the teacher, that it's actually like a person who he knew, Bella. And then she shows up in the new car, which isn't even the original car that she was named after. Is he being, do we think he's being haunted or it makes sense in this like river veil that he's being haunted, like literally Whereas in Riverdale, it would be like a metaphorical haunting, like in his mind, but. Okay, full disclosure, did not mm-hmm. see her on the two times I watched it through appear in the second car. <laughs> Didn't see oh, it. Oh, really? I, I oh, might have yeah, like looked down or looked away. I definitely saw it in the first car. Um, okay, so let me ask you this, because this for me was unclear. Is, is, was it ever determined whether he was actually sexual with her or not? He's, he said to Veronica that it wasn't. He said that she was just the only adult that he felt like he could trust and talk to. But he never said that they were sexual. I think he said they were not in a, like, relationship like that. Okay, that's Um, what I, but. That's what I thought. But I wonder, I wonder if they were. And maybe I wonder that's too. why it's like the ghost of her haunting, or maybe she died or something. But can we also talk about the fact that Riverdale had two teachers who were predators? And Veronica dated both. <laughs> oh, God, I can't Both victims of that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, but then he, also, he said that they principal, weren't, so. Principal Weatherby wasn't always the principal. So how the heck did he know that teacher from... And that photo looked fucking old. Like, older than Reggie's. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. from, from like... I have a photo that looks like that of my grandfather when he was, like, in his early, like, teenage years going off to fight in World War Two, And it looks Aww. like that. And that's from, yeah. like, the 40s. Riverdale, yeah. style I mean, too. Well, yeah, they love to do it, that, right? Yeah, they're they're never sure what uh, what year they're in, even with the job. Remember, it's two thousand and nineteen, Chadwick. Is it? Are yeah. you sure? You and there was math? a three month. There was a three month jump in this one from the very beginning to mm, like. Mm-hmm. There's a three month jump too, so. Yeah, they love doing their jumps. You know what? Now we didn't do, get yeah. we didn't Slippery get seven slope. years later, but we did get three months later. So it's kind it's of the true. same thing. Although. I don't know if anyone said it, though. It was just written. So is that a pass? You also really didn't need the three months later. It no, could have not just really. Been, it could have been just explained away when Tony's like, Doc, it's been three months. I can't sleep. I can't eat. Like, that would have been fine. Yeah. I, why did we get the title card? I don't know. Yeah, that is true. Because um, Riverdale thinks we're stupider than we are, but the actual reality is that they're stupid. 
<laughs> so bad. <laughs> I I will say with the the Reggie thing, as much as I'm not really quite sure what's going on with him at the moment, um, no. did you notice he put on his Bulldogs Riverdale yeah. high for when um, they made out in the car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know when uh, Veronica was talking to Hermosa, uh, she said something about like a quarter life crisis, um, mm-hmm. which I totally think is a real thing. Um, yeah. Having, yeah. having felt like I went having through one been... of those myself constantly yep. Yep. every year since I turned 30, um, <laughs> which is more than quarter life. But anyway, um, <laughs> it was interesting. And I was, I wondered if it was his way of dealing with his dad and going back to a simpler time where it was just him, yeah. his car and football. Yeah, I think so. And I think also if, you know, his wanting to, um, regress a bit is also tied to the Bella thing. That would be the time when he knew her and was close to her. Uh, that was in high school from what we know. So, um, that's probably part of it as well. But yeah, that definitely seemed like, it seemed like Reggie went to Veronica and was like, hey, let's play out this little scene where like we make out in the car at Pops and it's like we're in high school again. It's like, I don't really know why anyone would want to go back and do that, but sure. Okay. And, you know, that went from there. But, yeah, yeah, I don't really have, I don't really fully understand what Reggie's going through at the moment. I'm curious to see if we're going to see more of it, though, because, yeah, I feel bad for Reggie this episode. I feel really bad. He's gone through a lot. He has, and he doesn't really have a supportive partner. No, not at all. Not at all. The opposite, actually. Well, let's segue then to talk about Jughead and Tabitha. Speaking of unsupportive partners, <laughs> let's talk about a duo that is just not not doing well this episode. They're really not. And you know what? Tabitha is kind of psycho. Now, I know that that is like a stereotype that's often unfairly put on women. But between the bugs and then... <laughs> Her behavior in this episode and her crazy-ass dreams, she does feel a little crazy in this episode. I disagree. Really? I think the, to- I think the times that she kind of go like, the crazy dreams are obviously from, like, the spirits and from the story about the couple, right? Like, that's a combination of those two things. And your dreams don't mean that you're crazy, quote-unquote. No, no, not at They're all. They're just... There, There is uh, meaning to be taken from dreams, but they aren't a read of your mental state. And I don't... And this, for me, watching the scenes between these two, I was just frustrated with Jughead the entire time. Jughead, this episode, well, was selfish. Like, yeah. I don't think... I don't agree with, like, a lot of the societal norms around being lazy. I think we use that term way too loosely, and it's not true for a lot of people. But... I'm going to use it for Jughead. He was a lazy little selfish shithead this episode. And I think that Tabitha was actually, like, kind of... I, I think she... I understood why she was that frustrated with him. Because she is bringing home all the money. He's living in this place that she's paying for. And she's paying to support him in his writing. And he's not doing it. Or he's being super weird. And, like, she asks him to do one thing to put up those to put up the pictures and he doesn't do he doesn't do it at all like oh my god 
I just realized this is like looking into the mirror at the reflection that is my own life. Where I'm like, oh, no. to my husband, I'm like, hey, can you do this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come home. Did you do that thing? Oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. It's selfish. It's it, And it's, um, what is the term? I'll have to think of it. It's like that manipulative incompetence that men do. It's so manipulative. I don't feel it's manipulative. Like, not, I'm, I'm talking of my situation. Like, if I. Sure. Lee is very laid back. We're both Australian. It is very much in our cultural DNA. Yeah. That being said, my parents were both immigrants. So I have a little bit of a different upbringing. Um, yeah. So. Got more know, of a mix. I'm, I'm half Italian. So respect was a huge thing in my household. So. Totally. I. I I get frustrated when he doesn't do it, but I also yeah. laugh because I could tell him something 20 million times and he will always forget. Not because he's trying to be a turd. He just, yeah. he just forgets. Like I ask him when he's probably distracted and he just forgets, but it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. And I mean, yeah, I, I probably would take a hammer to his head. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, she never did. To be fair. And, like, the situation was heightened because they were obviously being haunted in a way. And the place was haunted and that room was haunted and, like, and it stoked the, you know, the heat of the situation. But, no, I would not call, I would call the situation that they were in crazy. I would not call Tabitha crazy for her reactions to Jughead because I was frustrated with him as well. I was like, dude, get off your fucking ass. And stop watching. T- he was in his robe the entire day. Not that I haven't yeah, done the he, same thing, but I don't have anyone. In his robe. That's his thing, though. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying. But he wasn't he writing. Is always in his robe. In that first day, he wasn't writing. He was not writing. Like in that first See, day where he didn't hang up the paintings. And it's like it's one thing if your partner is like depressed or whatever, but he's also not. He's in a writing slump, which could make him depressed. But that's not really what Jughead is going through. He's just. He was just in a slump, but not doing anything to get out of the slump. I agree. I just think I do. Jughead was being I, selfish, and so I, I, well, I, I want to um, defend Tabitha in that because I was very annoyed with him as well, personally. I mean, we've said it from day one, just like I said before, that I think Reggie in this moment, in this episode, is too good for the way Veronica is treating him. Yeah. Tabitha is too good for Jughead, but for whatever reason, she is in love with him. In love with him. He is is the one that she wants to be with. Which, okay, on that, on that I love you. I've I've written this. This was the next note that I was gradually going to get to. Jughead Mm -hmm. and Tabitha have been together for a while now. I do not know how long because this timeline is so bizarre. Uh, Yeah. And they haven't said I love you yet to one another but they're living together yeah they're living together but they didn't say i love you yeah it is a weird trajectory of events and also like i feel like when you're a kid and like you're dating your first boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever and you say i love you it's a huge thing and like you know oh my goodness like oh i he told me he loves me Mm -hmm. as an adult I don't think the impact is quite so dramatic. No, and yeah. The fact that she's like, because I love you. And then she's like, you know, they were like, I, I've wanted to say it for a while now. And I'm like, you don't have to justify it. 
you guys are adults. Yeah, you can say that you that. love each other and like it's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal, like, in, in the relationship, but, like, you don't have to make it this big, grand It doesn't need to be theme. a grand gesture. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it's TV. <laughs> and it's Riverdale is why it I had mean, to be, like, a big thing. But I was, like, my notes around that are, uh, first I said spit facts, Tabitha, because when she, before she, like, throws his uh, typewriter on the ground, she, like, is just going off on him. And I was, like, straight facts. Everything she said in that moment, I was, like, yes, she's entirely right. I agree with her 100%. Um, and then things kind of went, you know, a little bit more uh, intense with the throwing of the typewriter and all that stuff uh, and breaking the bottles and, and all that. I was like, oh, no. And then I said, you're kneeling in glass. <laughs> she was kneeling <laughs> in glass and she had bare knees because she wears her skirt. She wears her like skirt dress uniform for pops. And I was like, you're kneeling in glass. Um, and then I said, this is the I love you moment. This this, this moment, this crazy breakup moment, you would think. But no, yeah, because it's the moment the, where you say I love the you. The ghosts left. The ghosts left. Yeah. So it was like the release of the tension of the of the situation. Which yeah, I'm even sorry. Did... What what ghost leaves, Just leaves because somebody is arguing? Nah. They're okay. like, okay, I'm satiated. Wait. I do need to segue a little right here because I feel like it's an appropriate time. Okay. The ghosts' names or the couple that lived there that died. Sam and Diane. And I was like, okay. this is, there is something here. They are such weird, specific names. So I Googled. I just put in okay. Sam and Diane. And here is what I found. Sam Malone and Diane Chambers, collectively known as Sam and Diane, are fictional characters in the American situational comedy television series, Cheers. Oh, how funny. Sam was played by um, Ted Danson and mm-hmm. um, Diane, I can't remember the name of the actress. She also played uh, in the Brady Bunch reboot movies. She played uh, Mrs. Brady. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I know exactly. Carol what somebody. Um, yeah. And then. What I did was I went a little further. I was like, no, there's got to be some ghost or a murder or something. And I did type it in, could not find anything else uh, other than there was also a song by Brother Moses called Sam and Diane. Hmm. So I'm willing to put money on it that the writer for this episode of Riverdale was a cheers, a cheers fan. fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, was- I would guess that too. That's very funny. It was just too on the nose when they said Sam and Diane. I was like, no, there's something there. Well, and to go back a little bit, when when the, like, storyline was revealed, uh, like, they found that additional room and they found out, like, oh, this couple, the girl had murdered the guy and, you know, all that stuff. And they find the pictures and then she starts having the dreams. I was like, is this a sinister, like, thing? Is this going to be sinister, that that, uh, horror film? Do you know that film? Yes, I think it's Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I I was getting, like, really hardcore uh, Sinister vibes. It didn't go that way, Um, obviously. they Yeah, no spoilers for Sinister, but it doesn't go that way. Um, The ghosts don't just leave. (laughs) Like, that's not what happens. Um, It's much more sinister than that. Ah, huzzah. Um, <laughs> there it is. Oh, uh, it's horrible. I'm sorry. Um, but I got those vibes for sure, which has been kind of fun, like, seeing the, like, I had another 
I had another note and I have no idea what I was referring to, but I said very midnight say? mass. I said very midnight mass of them. Have you watched Midnight Mass on Netflix? I sure have. It's brilliant. Um, I'm like, what gave me that Midnight vibe? Mass. Yeah, um, I really can't remember. But it, I, I thought that was, at one point. Was it towards the end of your notes? Because it could have been like the vibes with the no. handover of baby Anthony at the end. Because that was very like sort of dark and gloomy and stuff. But No, that's uh, what I mean- thought of as Bly Manor. Um Oh, this right. came after it was right before Veronica destroyed Reggie's car. So what was that about? I don't know. If I remember, oh, I'll I say, remember. but I definitely don't remember why I had that feeling. But but bringing that up just to say it's been fun to see like the horror similarities. I like doing that in other things as well. So it's been fun to like note those because I do feel like they're yeah. making intentional choices to do that. Agreed. Agreed. Completely. Like I said last episode, I feel like they were trying to mirror Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, and they're obviously still doing that now. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing, too, um, the the River Vale uh, City the Limit sign. sign. Mm-hmm. What it did changed. It, I have a note. It did. Uh, it's, it was about perfect a rainy, for a rainy day. Perfect for a rainy, rainy stay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yeah. this episode, you know... Had a lot of it was water. raining. The, it was raining the entire time. The like entire episode, basically. Did not realize. Yeah, it was basically raining the have, whole time. I must have been doing something while I was doing the second rewatch because <laughs> I swear to God, this episode. Like I remember, remember being like, "Oh, I really like this," and that was it. Except for <laughs> it wasn't raining in that last scene, uh, but otherwise it was raining for like basically all of it. But it wasn't raining for the scene where Tony trades uh, for baby Anthony. Um, yeah. God, even but, now we're saying baby Anthony, Heidi. Yeah, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. Right. It really got us. I really want to but... just call him Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say Chuck? I'm just, my notes were weird this time. I just feel like I didn't do a good job writing these notes because I don't remember any of them. Well, well, it was also a weird me... episode. It was. Someone said the word nuge. I have no idea who or in what nuge? context. Nuge. And I wrote the note, what is a nuge? <laughs> I'm never going to have the it's answer. It's probably something the kids are saying. No way. It's. I cannot imagine that that is the case. Um, but I was just curious if you had that note too, because I have no, I did not write any context for it. So good job, past Heidi. How do you spell nuge? I don't know. I wrote N-O-G-E, but I have no idea if that's correct. Also, to say, like, oh, it's probably what the kids are saying. I found something for you. Okay. What did you find? Nuge is U.S. slang. It's a noun. It means an irritating person who constantly or persistently nags and whines. The verb okay, that is was... to complain or whine constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was probably Tabitha. Nuge? Who said that? Yeah, I think she was like, well, not to Jughead be a nuge. Jughead was a nuge? Oh, no, not no, to she's be a referring nuge. to herself. Um, referring to herself. Um, yeah, I think that that's probably what it was. But no, also to say, like, it's probably what the kids are saying in reference to literally anything said on 
Riverdale <laughs> is not accurate. I am on TikTok and I do know slightly what the kid the kids are saying, and it's none of the shit that they're saying on Riverdale. So I just got to make that yeah, clear. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> we do have Riverdale isms, and then we've got actual stuff kids are saying these days, like <laughs> actual. Things. Well, I was I was literally about to be like like the word yeet, and then I was like, no, no one says yeet anymore. I do. I freaking love it. I think it's the best word ever. Uh-huh. But nice. Yeah. My nice. my students, when I teach them, I'm like, just grab that thing and just yeet it. They're like, Miss Jess, no one says yeet anymore. And I'm like, well, I do. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about, I think Betty's the last, she's it. That, that's all, right? It's just Betty now? Yeah. Just yeah. Betty. Just Betty. Well, the first thing that I wrote about her, other than the, the stuff that I said earlier, where we see no reaction about losing Archie, we see no yeah. reaction to losing Tony. The first thing that I wrote down um, about her is um, Cheryl goes to her and says, "You need your mom needs to take the twins. Yeah. Well, if Betty is quote-unquote expecting a baby of her own and is so ready to be a mom... Why doesn't yeah. she take her niece and nephew and start there? Why well, is, I mean, does it have to be Alice? Because Betty doesn't have her own home. She lives in other people's homes. She, and No, Betty lives in Archie's house, remember? Yeah, it's technically not her Archie's, home, though. Well, but Archie's, Archie's dead. dead. Well, I, I think it's probably just because that's ha- that, that's what the setup has been for the last seven years. So it's not, Betty's not been in the rotation as the babysitter or caretaker of the twins from what we can gather of what we know of the past seven years is that that's been Cheryl and uh, Alice kind of Polly, you know? So I think that that's probably just how it's been. What I assume. Um, So that would be my reasoning for that. But she definitely could. She is exactly their aunt, just like Cheryl. (laughs) Like she is to the twins. She is the same to them. Right. Technically, right, yet so. Cheryl apparently has to, like, look after them and rescue them from, like, murderous spirits and... Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, her hair looked great this episode. Just, she's doing really well in Rivervale with the hair choices. They're real good. <laughs> um, it definitely seemed like Betty was very... Con- I don't think that Betty had a hysterical pregnancy. Like, I think she was pregnant. And then, because it very much okay, seemed so like... I have, mm, I have a grievance with this. I have But here's the thing. Why would she grievance. be visited by... But why would she be visited by La Llorona if she wasn't pregnant? I <laughs> Exactly. And she had okay. a handprint on her, st- a wet handprint on her stomach. I don't really well, see why she would be visited by La Llorona. Maybe she, she peed on her hand and wiped it on her stomach, and then she woke up and was like, "Oh my god, La Llorona!" Well, why did she and pee she's... on herself if she wasn't pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> because everybody has accidents, Heidi. It's the serial killer gene. You wet the bed, remember? <laughs> oh, jeez. It's one of the signs. Okay. So here is the thing, and this is this can be very easily um, explained away because of the um, the, uh, the 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 nightmare weird timeline thingy. Yeah, I oh 
I don't think she was pregnant. Um, I mean, she wasn't pregnant IRL, but I think no, in this right, but like, thing, she was pregnant. Okay, so it, from conception, here here is Dr. Jess, from conception, okay. it takes two weeks for like, not conception, sorry, from intercourse, it takes two mm-hmm. weeks for conception to take, Right. The little swimmers yeah. are going to do their little thing. We all seen those videos where they, like, go into it's the egg. It's been three like... months. Oh. Oh, okay. If it's three months, no, I'm still right. Okay. You no, start because she wouldn't to be show showing. at three months. No, yes, you she... do, Heidi. No, you but do. No, but not. No, but you don't find out that you're pregnant until, like, six to eight weeks. And then you That's don't fine. show until two more months. No, and especially ah, depending on the person. to have a little pooch at three months. Little pooch. But that three months usually is not from the conception date. Okay, so let's pretend that old crazy but, Archie so died regardless stuff was of, a little... She wasn't well, pregnant, that's all I want to re- say. <laughs> regardless of any of that, why... Like in a real reason, not a not a she peed on herself in her sleep because she's an adult who do, is, doesn't wet the bed. Like she's she's an adult who is not pregnant in your mind who doesn't wet the bed. You know what I mean? She doesn't have a medical condition where she wets the bed. Why would La Hirona visit her if she was not pregnant? And it was yes. not. It was said in the episode. It was said in the episode that ya, that La Hirona takes babies even sometimes before they're born. It was said in the episode to show us that that's going to happen. So why would La Llorona visit her like that? If she was not pregnant. Because it was written in the script. (laughs) So that means it was also written in the script that she was pregnant. (laughs) I know. It was just, I hated it. I hated it as much as you did where you last episode were like, I hated every time she's like, I want to bear your children. I want to have your baby. Awful. And then when she and Kevin were talking about baby names, she's like, I think if it's a boy, I'm going to name him Archie. It's like, you just murdered Archie. Why are you going to? And she also admitted that, like, then in 25 years, I'm going to murder my son, too. Like, that's what she said last episode. Right. She did. Oh, then in 25 years, he'll be, he'll be Serpent. Not Serpent King. He'll be, he'll be the sacrifice or whatever. Yeah, basically. But if it's a girl, it'll be Polly. <laughs> Although Ugh. she was so convinced that she had a boy, that she, she's like, I already know it's a boy, even though we conceived today. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't want her to be pregnant. And look at that. She's not pregnant anymore. But she did get a baby, which it was so interesting. Tony's like, take care of him for me. But like, Fangs isn't dead. He was beat up pretty bad and se- seemingly drowned. But like, is so is Betty going to take... Anthony, like, what? What's happening? Yeah, it was it was so freaking weird. It was, it was so weird. freaking. It's just weird. weird. It's weird. And I, yeah, yeah. I mean, is that baby gonna stay with Betty now? Is it gonna go to Fangs? Such a strange, know. strange episode. Yeah, it's all just weird. It's all just so weird. But you know what? My my final note on this episode was two down, three to go. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. if you look at who we've got left, 
Mm-hmm. You've got Veronica. Mm-hmm. You've got Reggie, but, like, you know, taking care of Veronica would count as one. Tabitha and Jughead, yeah. I'm I'm lumping in there together. Yeah. And then you've got Cheryl. The only one left on her own is Betty. What do you mean? Like, if they all die? Like, no, yeah, that's what I think. I think... We mm-hmm. lost Archie first episode. Now we've lost Tony. I think next it'll either be Tabitha and Jughead, Veronica, or Cheryl. Then the yeah. following episode, it'll be one of the two remaining. Then the very last episode, it'll be that person. And the only person that will be left will be Betty because she's the one whose dream slash coma slash whatever is what we're experiencing right now. Yeah. I mean, there's also Kevin, but... People, I mean, he's never counted in anything, so no. we probably don't uh, need to count him here either, which is a bummer. Although I do think also... he gets something. I think he's going to get some sort of storyline in the next three episodes, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I feel like he's almost in the same boat as Reggie, where he's yeah, tied there, in with someone he's else. part of it, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's a secondary character tied in with another storyline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been interesting so far. So I guess we'll see what. I mean, we both have watched the trailer, so we know there's something to do with the devil, but that's making deals with the devil. But whatever that that could be many things. So I'd really like some answers or some clarification. I'll settle for clarification. No. You don't have to answer anything. It's not going to happen till that very fifth episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Because it's we're not getting a penultimate episode. No. Like It's not going to be that sort of uh, structure, I don't think. Um, agreed. But Completely yeah, this is, agreed. this is a really interesting way to start off season six, especially so mm. soon after season five ended. So I'm I, I you know like we decided to like not rate things I'm gonna hold judgment until it's over to like grade it as a whole kind of but it's yeah I, I still don't know how I feel about it <laughs> I'm still trying to figure I, that out I really I liked this episode but purely because of the supernatural element like this has been the episode that I've wanted for a while where we finally have these entities here in Riverdale I think that this is a safe show to do it on and they could really easily kind of like bring that in it's like um i don't know if you're watching nancy drew i think i've brought it up before they very clearly live in a world where supernatural things exist and cool not everybody knows about it but they talk very flippantly about it yeah the people that know are open about it right Yeah. yeah Yeah, I almost wish they were going harder into it, to be honest. Like, I kind of wish, like, especially because there are so many different Archie comics that have, like, delved into these different things. And I know we're, we, so we are going to get um, Sabrina at some point. I'm assuming the last episode, but we'll have to see. Um, so we're going to get the witchy stuff eventually. We kind of got witchy stuff in the first one, so it makes sense if it was bookended. Um right. And then we got La Llorona. It would be really cool, because I know there are Archie comics about it. It would be really cool if we got a zombie situation. I kind of don't think we're going to get that, but I would be so stoked on that. That would be so cool. But um, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think I'm just not super stoked 
you know, we never talk about trailers, but like since we both admitted that we watched it, we might as well talk about. I, I'm not super stoked on what the next episode looks like, other than TBK. But I'm curious if we are going to see who TBK is, at least in her mind or whatever the fuck is happening, and or if it's going to turn into some sort of supernatural thing because of the context of River Vale. That'll be interesting, but otherwise, I'm not super oh. stoked about the next. I wonder episode. if, I wonder if if TBK is coming in the next episode or whether it may be somebody else. I don't know. It looked like TBK, but who knows? No, it looked like yeah, it looked like TBK. But um, I wonder if he is demasked and it's Glenn, and then when she wakes up from this coma or whatever <laughs> that I'm convinced she is in, she's like yeah. Archie. And he's like, it's okay, I'm here. And she's like, it's Glenn. Get Glenn. You know? Does Archie like even know who movies? Glenn is? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that would be the most confusing thing, especially for Archie. No, since he you know has no be? deductive reasoning. It'll be, uh, Archie. Yes, Betty, I'm here. It's Glenn. TBK is Glenn. Wait, your boyfriend from FBI training course who you were seeing for a little bit, who you broke up with because you were going to get back together and then you and I slept together and blah, 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 blah. That Glenn and Betty will be like, no, take yeah. me with you. I, I've got to, I've got to finish this. You know this and then, bullshit. They're going to explain it away. They always yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be way more fun if he didn't know if he was very confused because that's how he would actually react, but... You know. He won't. He'll know everything he, he needs to know because that is how they write <laughs> for him. Oh, Very Lord true. Mercy. Okay, well, anything else before we wrap it up? No, that's it. That's all. <laughs> well, I know we're waiting until the end of these five episodes to say how we feel. <laughs> yes. What would Betty do this episode? Betty would be way too fucking chill the entire episode. <laughs> way too chill with multiple people dying and literally seeing a ghost and losing her own baby. Way too chill about it. Um, and but she, she would then know, get a baby. But she's but she still gets a baby and she didn't even have to you know push it out of her hoo ha. But maybe she won't even care about it because it's not Archie's. And that seems to be the oh. only reason why she cares about motherhood. Yeah, but, but Archie's that's gone what Betty now, would do. so she got, she's got to move on. I know, she'll never have Archie's baby now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh no. what is this maybe, show? Maybe that's too dark. <laughs> we know he's not dark. dead. We know he's not dead. I know, he'll be, fi- he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be back he's soon. Fine. Oh gosh. Well. well, on that very lovely and dark final Wait, note from Heidi... We- can we do it one more time? I have an addendum. I have a. I have an alternate to that. To oh, what Betty would okay. Do. Um, Heidi, what would Betty do? Betty would have some weird ass dream because she's in a coma. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, she is. <laughs> so, Girl, I'm just. You know. I'm starting to now worry because, like, what if she's not in a coma and you and I have the been so this? sure of this and then we just look like complete assholes at the end of this where we're like, oh, well, we'd like to offer our apologies for completely I will not apologize. over this show. I will not apologize for this, action, like, absolutely apt deduction that has been made. I will not apologize. It makes oh. sense. And if it, and if this isn't the what's happening, then that makes sense as well because Riverdale doesn't make sense, so... It sure as heck doesn't. Okay. 
Well, we'll catch you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye. Bye.